0: What makes an individual decide to pursue a career dealing with data privacy and security legal issues? Lee Kim, a privacy and security attorney who is now Director of Privacy and Security at the Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society, can tell us. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today, I'll be speaking to Lee Kim, who will describe for us her career journey as an attorney focusing on information technology, including health IT, intellectual property, and data privacy and security issues. She'll also share some of her career insights that could be helpful to other professionals. Hi, Lee. Hi, Marianne. So now, let's start at the beginning. Did you always know that you wanted to become an attorney and... How did you decide to become a lawyer focused on IT issues, including privacy and security and also intellectual property?
1: My initial career path is that I did not have law in mind. Basically, it was the reverse situation. I grew up with computers like uh, many of us. I did programming and took computer science courses, and I was fortunate enough to have many other people also surrounding me as friends and colleagues who were computer consultants and, and administrators and such. And so I was basically immersed in this from a very early age. Uh, so that essentially defined my, my interests. Um, but I found that programming and um, computers were somewhat easy for me so that's why initially I had pursued science in college. And as a result, um, I, I pursued science for, throughout my college career, I do have an undergraduate degree in chemistry. But that said, we all go through transitions in life and sometimes people ask, okay, how did you end up from being a, someone on a science track to get to where you are today? Because Essentially, for me, what, what had happened is all in the background while I was growing up, immersed in computers. And throughout college, I actually was a was a caregiver for um, a a sick parent. And so, unfortunately, my science studies and in my intended career as a scientist was disrupted because I had to essentially leave that route, shall we say, to attend to my family obligations. And as a result, that required for me to move back home. And so as, as a result, I, like many people, I had to find work since I moved back home. And I applied for chemistry positions and IT positions. And the very first position that I got after I moved back home was ironically contracted out to a major hospital system's radiology department. And it was there that I had my first taste of real healthcare IT, where the information that you have in your hands and that you're responsible for, that has a direct impact on the patient's care because the doctor, the physician, the radiologist relies on it in terms of his or her diagnosis of the patient or or treatment of the patient or, or what have you. So fast forward a bit, and so I decided to apply to law school to become a patent attorney. And patent attorneys either require an, at least an undergraduate computer science, science or engineering degree generally, and and so that's how I went to law school and ultimately pursued a career, a legal career where I ended up practicing patent law, other aspects of intellectual property law, and healthcare law. I did that for. 10 years, but while I was doing that, especially in my later years, I found that law has not kept up to technology, and it just seemed as though there was a largely, at least for me, a repetition in terms of the kinds of things that I was doing well in practice, um, and I really wanted to make a difference in term, from the policy perspective to have an influence on in the laws, to have an influence on the regulations. So that's how I came to this place in terms of having a blend of policy and advocacy as part of HIMSS in the privacy and security realm. Essentially, I think combining all my skills and knowledge into what I am doing today as Director of Privacy and Security at HIMSS.
0: So now, when it comes to health data privacy and security, what do you think a legal degree brings to the table versus various other security related professional certifications offered by the various accreditation organizations
1: I think that a legal degree and i would say most importantly having experience in private practice in in the relevant field of healthcare and intellectual property is that our healthcare industry is very much regulated and so everyone has to be cognizant nowadays of what the law says, what the regulations state and it I think that it's important to understand what they say in an accurate sense. And so as a result I, I also believe that being able to read laws and regulations or being able to understand what the impact might be really holds an advantage because unfortunately in our healthcare industry people don't always seek or have access to Legal counsel and so not everyone gets it right in terms of legal or regulatory analysis. It's not to say that you have to have legal training or, or a law degree, but it, it certainly is an advantage in terms of getting, having a correct understanding of the regulations and the laws.
0: What do you think are the biggest cyber threats facing the healthcare sector? And do you think that healthcare organizations are generally equipped with the skills and the expertise that's needed to deal with those threats? And who's most at risk, would you say, within the healthcare sector?
1: So the biggest threats really are, um, I would say, you always need to look at the threats inside the organization as well as outside, and when it comes to the privacy and security of information, certainly cyber is one component. We all unfortunately hear about hacking and, and other cybercrime that is that is happening, all the malware that's designed and specifically sometimes to target specific institutions which they are these cyber criminals are trying to compromise. So So that's certainly on on the radar. There's certainly activity in in that realm, and that's in general a threat from the outside. But the other um, force that's at play as well is the insider threat. And not only are we talking about employees within healthcare organizations, but also contractors and others that are trusted insiders with chiefly access to that information, and are they using their access appropriately, or are they overstepping the bounds and doing something that they don't do? These two things of internal and external threats are totally separate problems, but certainly with appropriate policies and procedures wrapped around everything from the human factor to processes and technology, they can be combated, let's let's put it that way. And in terms of being equipped There is no immunization, I guess you could say, against these threats inside and outside the organization. I do think, however, that the the basic trend is that if you are a larger organization, you may have more resources in terms of manpower and resources and money to combat these problems. If you are a smaller organization and especially uh, ancillary providers such as long-term care or a very small physician practice, you might not have the funds or resources or, or, or know-how or, or technology to combat these problems. So that is pretty much the dynamic that's going on. It's unfortunately not a one-size-fits-all I wish I could say that we are very resilient against these threats inside and outside the organization, but it really varies across the board.
0: So now you have a background both on the technology side as well as the legal side and knowledge with privacy and security issues. If you're a small organization and you have very limited resources, what sort of person should they be looking at to hire, if they can only hire maybe one or two people to oversee their privacy and security efforts?
1: Well, that that is a great question. If they can hire a consultant, um, and, and usually this is the case, a, a, a consultant to do at least a yearly risk assessment or review of their risks and give them a plan to manage them, that certainly one option. Another solution though as well in terms of perhaps less of an economic burden is that there's an evolution towards outsourcing of services that's sometimes not bad. It could be extension of your workforce and capabilities. But there are certainly managed security services that for a X number of dollars monthly, let's say, for managed security services that can, that can manage the security of your computers at the, the endpoint, someone else can take care of that as well. So I, I would say at the very least you need to have someone to regularly assess your risks, have that plan in place, have the technological controls and policies and procedures in place so that you have a plan of action just when and if things occur, and finally, just to be proactive, those managed services that I have spoken about can be tools which can prevent data losses, such as data loss prevention software. They can also do things such as flagging something if it if it looks like there's suspicious network traffic or or whichever. The bottom line is the more holistic you can get in terms of your computer security be better and it's a bit of a challenge when you have limited resources but if you try to pick the solution which will afford you both being proactive and regularly just making sure how am I doing and having a regular checkpoint if you will then you'll be in a better position if not a perfect perfect position than uh, where you otherwise would be. What
0: advice do you have to others who might be thinking about pursuing a professional career related to privacy and security and perhaps legal issues in that realm?
1: Uh, the advice that I would have for them, whether they wanted to be an attorney practicing in this space or a privacy and security type of professional, is that I think that we're past the stage where Privacy and security are totally disconnected spheres. We are past the stage where uh, you need to, like, be a super expert in just one small, narrow area. We're in an environment where the threats are rapidly changing, and we need to be flexible to address those threats and stay ahead of them. So as a result, I would recommend to anyone, regardless of which slice of the pie you're targeting within privacy and security, Be like a sponge, learn from various domains that are outside your niche, Um, embrace the idea of holistic community-oriented privacy and security so that you are, at least appreciate all the threats and vulnerabilities that are there and how how to address them. And understand, too, that the threats and vulnerabilities are not just simply cyber, but being that we have a physical world, there are certainly physical threats as well. So while cyber is certainly a concern, there are ways to compromise institutions that are physical in nature as well. So pay attention to your physical security and physical safeguarding of your information as well.
0: It's been about a year now since you joined Hims as Director of Privacy and Security. How is that adjustment going, and is there anything that you learned from this new role that you think would also be helpful to professionals?
1: Well, the year has felt like it's gone by quickly, and yet it, it just seems as though we, within our org- organization, have uh, done so much within just a year's time. I just think that it's absolutely tremendous in terms of the kind of outreach that we could do in terms of ed- education advocacy. Including public comments. So what I learned, being a staffer at HIMS, is that now more than ever it seems we have many of our volunteers who really care about the field. Because at the end of the day, we all understand that all of us are uh, uniquely affected by, by the healthcare system, whether it's healthcare delivery or coordination of care or Or otherwise so we all understand that we have a job to do and we want to do it well we even want to raise the bar from where where we wherever we happen to be so that commitment that passion that genuine quality in terms of actually caring about the patient the person and the and, and ultimately the quality and the outcome is something that has really impressed me it's really amazing to be working within that dynamic, and I am certainly grateful to be a part of it.
0: Thanks, Lee. I've been speaking to Lee Kim. I'm Marian kolbusak mcgee for Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.